Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Greetings, everyone. My name is Dan. Welcome to episode 124. This is a place where my opinions are mine and only mine. I just thought I'd put it out there. Anyway, how's everyone doing today? (laughs) (laughs) Whoo! You know, sometimes I say things and they're my opinion, not yours. I'm just saying. Anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. How you doing? Look at this guy is in a... You know what, though? I would think you'd be in a wonderful mood because something feels wonderful in your house. Oh, gee, you're not, you're not playing around. <laughs> AC is back. They came out today at 8 o'clock in the morning. They just left about 15 minutes before we started recording. Wow. I have to give some serious respect to AC people, man, because I'm over here complaining about being in this hot house, right? But these guys got to go up into the attic where it's super hot and be up there for apparently hours because that's how long dude was up there. I kind of wonder if he was just like sitting there eating a sandwich. Charging I me. definitely think he's on his phone for a second. Charging time for labor and such. For sure. Dude, dude I'm telling you, some, some of these times, I guarantee they go up into the attic. They're in an argument with their wife. Their wife, like, texts them a very smart aleck response. You're not going to wait 10 minutes to do something back to that. <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, you want to do this? <laughs> you're going to respond. Let me put down my damn wrench real quick. <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you dang scared me. Be like, yeah, you. I guarantee they're in, but they they got it fixed, and your controller's working fine too, right? My control, your controller, the the actual thermostat. Uh, you mean? Yeah, yeah. That, but I thought you had like a smart controller, don't you? Uh, well, I guess so. It is like Wi Fi yeah. and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Super smart, man. Super. And smart. Have you have you gone? Have you press it up? Press it down? Done everything you could with it? It's fine. Like all it was doing was telling me what was wrong. It's kind of like when the computer in your car. Tells you like, hey, something's wrong. That's all yes, the thermostat yes. was doing. So the thermostat okay. was fine. Okay. It's just like, sorry, G, I can't help you. This is the problem. Get it fixed. Hey, I got some interesting news for you. You do? I've decided that I'm going to buy a truck. I think you just told me that, dude. I'm pretty sure you already told me that. I thought I was going to do my Impala. I thought I was going to get my Impala. I never heard the Impala before. I heard the truck thing. I think you just talked about it on the last episode, if I'm not mistaken. Did I? Well, we, t- we talked for like, what, four hours that day? That's true. So I lots was about talked about. Things. Yeah, That's true. That's true. I, I knew I was going to get either a forerunner or a truck. So that's what it was. You mentioned the forerunner, not the truck. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to get that because I, I want something uh, that I could just throw stuff in the back. The, the forerunner is fantastic, mind you. But I want something that I could just talk, like, be like, hey, here, put this thing in the back. No worries, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? A truck will be a good daily driver. You know, a, probably a lifted thing, one of these monster trucks or something. That's what I was going to ask you. Are you going to get like a Ram or a Ford F-150? Yes, that's what I was going for because they're like the F-150s are solid. You can get an older one for like 3000 bucks. that everyone can. They were like the main thing is that everyone can work on them. Like they're easy to to uh, fix. Um, I was going to get a Ranger, but they're like, just get the F-150. It's a bigger car, bigger truck. And um, yeah, there's certain the ones from the '90s. I still see them around now. <laughs> I still see those things rolling around now, dude. So I'm like, yeah. In worst case scenario, breaks down. I send it to a good mechanic. I have another car to roll around in. What year you gonna get? Probably like a 2099. Why won't you go like when they started doing Bluetooth and stuff? That way, at least you can be a little bit g'd out. You don't have to worry about CDs and shit. Oh no, I put it. I just would install it. I'd install it. 
I guess it really just depends. My buddy installed one one time, and I don't know if it was just the model he had, but I wasn't impressed with it. So I always kind of thought, well, I guess you have to buy the full on. You know, would you just like change out your whole shit and get like a new stereo and See, everything? I don't think I, I, I don't think I want Bluetooth in that. I think I want it to. Um, I like controlling the music from the iPod. I miss that. I miss sticking the aux cord in and looking at the iPod and deciding what music instead of having to scroll. Because like from your iPod you gave me, dude, it's you. It's just to, to scroll from the radio is a billion. It's just come on, where I can just scroll from the iPods thing yeah but you're driving <laughs> that's the only thing you should be driving and not scrolling look just calm down i'm just saying just why don't you get down. listen you don't spend a lot of money on yourself right i do not oh well you know I've lately been you have been but <laughs> but normally that's not the case no right? i don't no no no, no so no, why don't no, you no. just inv- like you're an apple guy i am why don't you invest in one of those apple systems that they have or the face on the faceplate of the of the i call them stereo and i know it's not the right thing to say anymore but Receiver? Will they? Will they actually? And I imagine that people can wire them into older systems. One would think. I don't know, man. I had this special car where I bought it brand new, and they were like, "Oh, we don't make anything for this model (laughs) for like two years. We don't make anything." Really? Yeah. So I just kept. Luckily, I had a good stock system, but it was really hard for. But this, we're talking like two thousand. We're talking a long time ago, two thousand five, I believe. How many? How many miles does your do your cars have right now? Infinite amount of miles, man. That's fair. One of my cars is like at a one, like one forty eight or something like that. That's not bad, dude. It's it's it gets me here and there. You know what I'm saying? That's but all. My, my Honda had two ninety three. I think the other one. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the other one has around a hundred thousand, and it's a Toyota, so we're not worried about yeah, it. Yeah, you're fine. I, I know they were talking. That's the one thing they said about the Forerunner. Is like the thing about the Forerunner is it's going to run into the three hundreds. That's the thing you get with a Toyota, which is why you still pay $5,000 for a 99 because you're like, yeah, they hold their value. They really do. They really hold their. But yeah, I'm thinking about because then, dude, have you ever wanted a truck to be like, I wish I could just throw this in the back of the truck? Oh, all the time. I'm still kind of thinking I'd like a truck. You could. I like having. Well, here's the deal. Like my kids are getting older now. So I was thinking I want something that's like a truck, but I want the kids when we go on trips and stuff like that. So like, let's go SUV. But the thing is, is they're getting older now and they're going to get like, there's going to be two cars, two extra cars in my driveway pretty soon. Hopefully just just one for, you know what I'm saying? Like just one eventually. Bro, listen, (laughs) you you, you got some years. I think you have some years for that. No, I'm not kicking anybody out. But, you know, you see my point. I I, I totally get it. So it's kind of unnecessary and we're not really taking that many trips. And I guess technically I could just rent a car if I wanted that. So I think I may go truck. And are you going to go new truck or... I'm going to get the exact truck you get, bro. Oh, perfect. We could have I'll paint it trucks. the same. Yeah, I'll paint it the same, same rims, everything. I mean, <laughs> I'll just go with you. I'll have my truck. And then you just be like, yeah, man, I want this and this and this. And I'll be like, me too. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> oh, nice pool, Mr. Um, Harry Met Sally. I turned it on this week, man. I never got to finish it, though, because quite honestly, my house was just so fucking hot. I couldn't even concentrate on watching television. Now, what? how far did you get? I don't know. It was kind of on. The whole time, I just had to eventually just sort of turn it off. So quite honestly, I didn't really watch it, but I started it. And I'm gonna, I'll get to it eventually. It's, it's on uh, CBS All Access. Oh, I didn't know. Well, I bought it. I had You already know. Well, it's your favorite movie. Yeah. And the only two movies that I actually own through at like Prime or something is uh, Man from Uncle, which is Maja's favorite movie, and Ren Hair Miss Salad, which is mine. 
Man from Uncle's a good one too. Dude, I am so uh, sorry to go back to like the AC thing, but because the AC's been out and it's been so crazy hot at night, we've been sleeping with the windows open and Nice. Um one of the windows has uh the screen partially off right now. I got to get it fixed. So I guess we've been getting like mosquitoes or something in the house, but holy shit, dude, my legs are on fire right now. I'm like scratching away at my fucking leg. That bad? Yeah, it, it is right now. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Jesus, sometimes I dude. sometimes I itch though when I get a little agitated, you know? Do you really? Yeah, so that could be it. I know my sister, if she goes on a run, her legs itch. And I, I guess that's a common thing. Do your hands swell when you run or walk? No. I hear that's a common thing. No. Like I, people, I know runners that have to wear compression garments to keep the swelling. I down. did not know. You know, I thought about getting some of them tights. I see them runners with them tights on. Get yourself some Heroes of Noise tights, man. Get oh, pur- sniff. Get them in purple. <laughs> I could get Heroes of Noise. I just don't know like what Favon? size I am. Oh, like, like I think Adam got some too. Did he really? I haven't heard from Adam. Adam, where are you? Are you around? Just wondering, making sure you're okay, buddy. Yeah, we during the zombie apocalypse, we got to check in on everybody, man. Are you doing okay? Because I, I I ask how just in general is. Just are you doing okay in general? Yeah, I'm doing fine, man. No complaints. That's a great thing to hear, dude. I just tend to. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> go you I did that you're trying to set me up right now and i almost no. fell for that shit you just you know you just you know today today you see him on edge i was just making sure that you're okay i'm all right i'm all right all right that's good you want to do contact information i got your contact information here we go oh hey oh what's going on my name is dan and welcome to heroes of noise ladies and gentlemen i'm happy to be here hope i don't offend anyone today but if i do Get over it. Anyway, contact information. Here we go. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. That's Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, Steven over there at SE underscore Hudson Music. And of course, you can get all of this at www.heroesofnoise.com. There, you go there. We give you free money. There are clowns, roller coasters. You get a free hot dog. It's an amazing time. So check it out, will you? Actually, none of that's true, but you probably figured that. So anyway, what you can do is you can go there, leave us voicemails. You can subscribe to our show. You can subscribe to our, excuse me, folks. You can subscribe to our friend shows. And other than that, I can feel my lips are fucking with me. So I'm just going to make this one short and sweet. Let's give it back to Steve Hudson. I don't often flub, Steve, but I flubbed that time. You know what's funny? What's up? <laughs> We're going to talk about this later, but Bob Roris just watched Monsters uh, Monster Project. Oh, I'm missing all of the... See, I'm trying to keep my phone away from me right now for certain reasons. But, he, but uh, that's good. Yeah, fill me in on what's going on in the world, Steve. He dug it. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> because they're making a sequel, I will watch it again. Because this is a two-year-old conversation now. With a very open mind, I'm going to try and watch this movie. And if I have changed, I will tell you. I promise. If I think it's the same, I'm just going to tell you it's not good. Here's the thing, G. But I'm glad you liked it, Fob. I'll say this. Fob roars for the win. It's, it's, I think it's like me, Shanks, and Sean Vizier are the only ones that like, like the movie. Well, that says a lot right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, then again, it must be other people because they're making a scene. I should just shut yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, clearly people like this movie. And again, but you know the thing is, Steve? It's just my opinion. It doesn't make it true. No. Hey, let me tell you something, And I'm man. free to have my opinion, right, Steve? No, here's, here's the thing. I'm not Mr. free to have my opinion because that sounds like what's going on. I guess everyone who, who likes the freaking Monster Project is crazy, right, Dan? Right? I guess so. Everyone who likes the Monster Project is just crazy. You tell me how it works, Dan. Tell me. 
No, I never mind. <laughs> what are you talking about, Dan? Nothing at all. <laughs> Stop it. Let's move along, man. It's been a morning. Yeah, here's the thing. It's getting yeah. a sequel, which is dope. But as long as they're getting someone else to write Brother Man. Okay, re- refresh my memory. Is Brother Man still alive? No, but, well, I think he is. I forgot. I got to re- watch it again. I was just waiting for him to go because his, what's going well, on? Like home, if they're boy? going what's that, going on, like, Jack? <laughs> if they're profiling him that hard and making him that stereotypical in the movie, it just seems like he should have been the first to die, right? Tr- he, and he wasn't. He was like the uh, last. They're all, but see how we flip it? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm really loud in my headphones. There we go. That's sexy. No, I think the big thing is, I think they're going to probably, everyone's dead and they're just going to redo the whole thing. And I think it's because I think why why they got a sequel is because the idea is strong. It is a strong idea. Yeah. And I think someone watched it and was like, you know what? This idea is solid. And the, the werewolf transformation was really good. I mean, I would love to see who the crap did that. I'm sure that's where all the budget went. And effort. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> no, I'm I just messing around. We're never going to get the director on now. Listen, it's over. I don't think we were ever going to get the director on. And well, you know, we probably could have actually. Yeah, exactly. Could have. Could have. Well, let me watch it again. And then if I, I'll sing really high praise if I was completely wrong. I will admit if I'm wrong. I just oh, haven't really wanted to watch that movie. But I will say, like, thinking back on it, you know how, like, sometimes you've done this before. You do it with songs. You know, how, like, if you're like 20, and I wasn't 20 seconds in, but you know how you tell me you're, if you're 20 seconds into a song and it's not hitting you, you just kind of check out? Yes. So I think I did that. So maybe when it got to the good stuff, I was just already done. You know what? That's fair. I, I totally get that. So I'll check it out. This guy right I'm here. I'm open-minded, Steve. I'm open to change. I'll check it out. Um, so my boy Daniel sent in an, an email about a question we had regarding crazy Donald Trump friends that some of us have. I don't have any anymore. Um, Daniel goes to barbecues with these people. But <laughs> no, you don't. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. Um so Daniel says the following. What's going on, Daniel, Mr. Farouk? Um, It says, not sure if I'm too late um, or this is the right outlet. Regarding Facebook politics and friends and acquaintances, the unfollow button is life. It's true. Unfollowing, you don't, they don't get the message. If you unfollow somebody, they won't know that you unfollowed them. That's not how I roll. I want them to know. You want them to pay for it. Yes, that's what bothers me about the unfollow. But I want them to be like, they put up something pro-Trump and then they get an alert. They'll be like, hey, homeboy, I'm following you. They don't get that. So it kind of messes it up. But anyway. They're trying to keep the peace, I but they're it. really not. <laughs> That's the last <laughs> thing Facebook's trying to do. Thank you. A lot of times I post things knowing people won't agree and will comment on some dumb-ish. I usually don't reply or even read them. A lot of the commenting types are there to put on a show and stroke their own ego. Also, I have a lot of friends that will agree that uh, that will agree that will gladly engage and do the dirty work. That's me for you, Dan. That's what I'm going to do for you. Oh, thanks, bud. You're welcome. <laughs> also, <laughs> Rook fan. Oh, now you have a, yeah, I didn't know you had, so you call yourself Rook? You leave the F.A. out. That's pretty dope. Gee, I see what you're doing over there. It's a thing, man. I see that. Also, Rook fans. <laughs> Rook has fans that are very t- right wing uh trump trucks and it's hilarious because we do not hide a political side when it comes to our music or anything we do with shows i will happily lose fans if it means we don't associate with people like that that's dope how did you get donald trump fans though gee that's what i want to know metal is this something you're is this something you're, you're saying exactly metal that's why i don't be trying to go up in those places G. No, i'm not saying that metal's all like <laughs> trump fans i just think that that's the common ground yeah i think so i think that is a common ground. rock and roll man it has no boundaries. 
Here's what I will say. I get, I think that there are more Trump fans in the metal circle than in hip hop circles. Yeah, I, I would say so. That's a pretty That's fair assumption. You think that? <laughs> what do you think about like country? I'm just kidding. Oh, dude, what do you, come on, man. I don't what know. About, okay, being real, what about like smooth jazz? There's more, there is still more Trump supporters in metal and country. Like, like you think Dave Cos fucks with Trump? No. All right. He has too Wanted. many black musicians. That's true. <laughs> if you need black musicians, you can't really mess with Trump. Like like uh, Bruno Mars, he has too many black musicians. What about Kid Rock? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, dude, listen. Um, here's the thing. I, I think I will, I, will, I will amend my previous statement and say that perhaps country may have a similar amount of Trump fans as metal does because more country fans are considering like Taylor Swift country and those younger fans don't mess with Trump. So I think maybe metal fans may have, they might even, they might have a similar amount of Trump fans in their circles. Country okay. and metal. I, I don't know. I would like to know that. Well, actually, I don't want to know that. I don't want to start that conversation. I would love to, because I think country music, their fans are skewering younger, even though I'm sure there's a, de- I don't know, but I'm sure there's a debate on whether what is country now, because like, do they, con- a lot of people got mad because Taylor Swift they don't consider her country and she won a bunch of country awards. And I was like, I thought she was country straight up. Do you know that she just released an album that is officially a non-country album? Like according to her, like this is my oh, first non-country album. I didn't know. Well, it may, you know, it's funny. It's weird that she released this in conjunction with her outspokenness now. Like she's a political person now. Aren't we all at this point? Yeah. I just never thought Taylor Swift would make the jump. And she made not only the jump, but the leap as much as someone in her position can make the leap. I was like, dang. Okay, here we go. Um, It's hilarious seeing some of these dudes mosh super hard, banging their heads, wearing our gear, buying our albums with lines like, I'll sit down, keep my hat on, and remember the cost of that white, blue, and bloody cloth. The first offenders, forefathers of clan members. Since 2017, that flag looked more to me like a burning cloth cross. God bless and God dang mess. That sounds very uh, um, Rage Against the Machine-ish, huh? I think it sounds very Farouk-ish. You know what? For that's true. That's, that's definitely true. that's definitely Farouk, man. I don't. That think is that's all Farouk. I'm just saying it reminds me of uh, ones who burn uh, join forces type of thing. I feel you. I have yet. I have also yelled out things like "f Donald Trump" and "move if you think Donald Trump is no good piece of ish" during our sets, and have seen people stop moshing, move to the back of the crowd with a stupid look on their face. No need to share this with your listeners. Just thought you'd enjoy this insight. I already did. Too late. Too late. Um, unfollowing. I l- thank you for the email, Dan. Uh, Daniel, by the way. Unfollowing just doesn't have the ump for me. Like I want people to be like, because they could think, oh, he accidentally unfollowed, and they could like say, oh, I wonder what happened. I want them to know. No, no, no. We're not friends outside of this. When I unfollow you on Facebook, we're not friends outside of Facebook either. We're not cool. The end. I don't, we will be humane to each other. Like if I see you in public, I will be nice. But if you're like, how's the family? None of your business. (laughs) We can keep it cool, but I don't want you in my life anymore. That's my thing. That's real. And you know, and the thing is with Facebook, do you think it's because it's called Facebook friends that it makes it so final like that? Because I remember one time 
I was putting stuff up and someone wasn't gelling with it and they constantly wanted to argue with me, but they liked me, I guess. Or maybe I just hurt their pride because eventually I went, well, well screw it. I'll just unfollow you or I'll just uh, unfriend yeah, you. Done. Problem solved. And then I got like the PM talking about how could you do that to me? And I'm, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I was actually trying to do a good thing here, but I don't know. So to me, it seems like if you unfriend somebody, like it's definitely a... Um, it's not just Facebook anymore. You know what I mean? No, dude. And I think it's important too. I think yeah. It's important. But it's just weird because it's so final. Yeah. And quite honestly, I think that might be why I have so many unfollows or not me personally. Maybe I do. I have no, I have no clue who's following me, but I'm saying like I personally unfollow people because I, I always feel like I'm going to offend somebody. And that's the last thing I want to do. I, I really honestly you. try to, you are not an way. offensive. I like for me, I apparently I am. No, because uh, like in, at this at forty two, for me it's like it's the equivalent of it, in my circle. I'm creating my own universe. If I was creating a universe, and all of a sudden this asteroid is coming toward me, and they're like, "Where did this asteroid come from?" I'll be like, "Oh, I added it." They're like, "Why would you add that in your own universe?" I don't know. Seemed nice. Well, now look what's happening, and it's coming for us. They're like, "Yeah, why would I add that poison into my universe?" I'm creating my own circle. I don't want you in it. The end. My universe is clean. So I'm not going to put you in there. My solar system is dope. Move along. And if you want, they're like, well, that's mean. Why We're not friends anymore. No, no, we're not. And that's okay. We don't have to be friends. You don't have to be friends with everybody you meet. It's fine. And really, it's like friends, like are we friends or are we acquaintances? Were we exactly. Are we hanging out? Were we hanging out all the time? Are we going? Do we know each other's family? What's I know your mom's name. You know, that's a friend. An acquaintance is just true. like, oh, hey, what's up, man? I haven't seen you for a while. Totally we should do something. True. But we won't, right? Okay, yeah, later. And that's an acquaintance. They should, you know what? They should have two levels. They should have Facebook friends, Facebook acquaintance, Facebook family. And then you could choose which post each one sees. That would be good. But if you were to label them that way. Like Facebook, you know what I mean? Like how the, it'll say like uh, a conversation family. starter yeah. or something like that on there. Yeah. If it just said acquaintance, oh boy, could you imagine? Could you imagine oh, the drama? Dude. dude. And and my thing is like, I think it's better for me. It's like if they said, hey, you, you deleted me as a friend. And I'm like, we were always acquaintances. And if they're like, yeah, that's true. And I'm like, oh, by the way, we're not acquaintances anymore. That's even worse. Because they'll be like, oh no, you're out of my life completely. I just wanted to correct you. It's easier just to say we're not friends because it seems less hurtful for you to be like, we're not friends. We are always acquaintances. And they're like, okay, that's real. And we're not acquaintances anymore. They'll be like, dang, that was just a needless, <laughs> pointless, you know, specificity. For me, it's just like, we're not friends at all. You know what? Someone hit me like that one time. This was ages ago. We're talking like when I first got on Facebook, maybe like, like I think I got on in 2008. So we're talking maybe like 2010. Yeah. And there was this person that was a, a Facebook friend of mine that I went to x-ray school with. Nice. And we really weren't that tight in x-ray school. Like we kind of all hung with the same people, but you know how that goes too. Like, but we never had any bad issues. Like we had a few laughs and that's, it was it, but that was it. It was an acquaintance. And then, um, for whatever reason, I don't even remember what it was one day. I noticed that she had unfollowed me and I thought we were cool. So I got all, you know, <laughs> so I, I messaged her and I'm just like, well, what's, did I do something or, you know, I'm sorry you unfollowed me, but, uh, did I do something? And she just basically went, you know what? We were pretty much just acquaintances anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference, does it? And I went, that is so fucking real. That's real, dude. It's good, yeah. Totally. I, I mean, it's not like, I didn't get upset. Like, people don't want to hear the rantings of Dan Ramirez. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just, 
oh, it stung a little bit because it was the first time that it happened that I was aware of. Yes. And then yeah. it gets easier after that. There's people oh. that have unfollowed me for whatever. And I usually it always find when they find religion, it seems to be like when they unfollow me. You know, what's funny, dude. Oh, my God. That's funny. That you bring that. I totally forgot about what I was. OK, so this week I get a call from a friend from a, a coworker that we both mm-hmm. know. Actually, he called me. I said, what's up? He said, you hear about such and such? I was like, what? He said, um, he like found the Lord super heavy. I said, what? He's like, yeah, because he was an atheist, super heavy atheist. Oh, wow. He went from one extreme to another. Yes. And he was like a younger, he's like 29, 30. And he's been an atheist his life. And he's like, all of a sudden, one day I walk in and I see him crying. I said, really? And he, he looked, he's like, have you been crying? He's like, yeah. You know, sometimes when you read this thing, that's all you can do. And he pulled a Bible out of his pocket. Oh, snap. And I was like, oh, so he's in. He's like, yeah, because he had sent me a video of a random conspiracy theorist preacher. And I was like, why is he sending me this to laugh at him, to laugh at this preacher? It's like, no, no, no. That's the guy he listens to now. And so he's dropping out of school because God told him to. He's going to be an engineer. How's that conversation go? Listen, and here's a weird thing. His wife is like, I've been praying for him to come back to church, but dad gone. I didn't think that this was going to happen. And so now he's dropping out of engineering school. He's like, no, God for sure told me he wants me to more concentrate on him. He's just letting it all go. I don't want to say his name. So let's call him um, Jerome. So do you think Jerome was just chilling in his house and. Like, how did this conversation happen? That's do you think, how do you saying. find God? And was he just sitting there? Maybe it was more like this. Maybe it was like, hey, Jerome, you got a pretty good life over there, don't you? Everything is just going A-OK. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. Uh, Jerome, this is God. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Stop it. Don't make me laugh. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking maybe you should like stop it. I'm think, I was thinking maybe you should like quit quit your job. <laughs> you you were trying to go to school to be an engineer, but um, being that I'm all I'm shut up, man. Quit making me laugh. Maybe it's just <laughs> I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. I can't do this. Hold on. Let me, let me just reset this cat's brain. <clears throat> no, fuck off. Don't make me laugh. <clears throat> Jerome, this is God. You should really quit your engineering career and follow me. <laughs> okay, all right, Jerome, I gotta go. See you later. <laughs> Stop making me laugh. It's, there you go. That's probably that's, that's what happened. That's probably. I mean, look, look, dude. That dark lord, man. He said he's something else. I would say I have <laughs> to believe. Like I was telling him, I was telling our mutual friend, or you know, I was like. um, does our mutual friend have a sweet mustache? Yep. Okay. And I was like, hey, look, more power to him until he started saying he quit his, he quit, he's quitting school. And this is another theory, dude. I really believe that, like, if you left your department, things would be weird. There are certain things you bring. And I think I brought stability to certain people in that department because literally, dude. A few people have lost their freaking minds. You are an ear that is bent often, I think. I enjoyed our conversations when we used to work together, which is why I think we still continue to podcast. Oh, for but sure. But when you were there, 
yeah, that was like a big part of my night. I'm going to be real with you. I kept waiting. <laughs> well, no, we, I think we I was, always. Be, they'd be like, are you falling in love with Steve? I'm like, I'd be looking at the clock and shit. He's almost here. <laughs> no, we, have, we used to have great, like, you're a, you're a person. I like, if I have a thing, an yeah. issue, I will call you because I'm like, well, he will not, you will not, um, you're the nicest person, but you will actually give a, this is what you should do. You wouldn't be like, well, it's, you know, it's a tough one, man. It's on you. You'd be like, look, in my experience, this happens. And I think, unfortunately, you know, you know, he was having problems in a marriage. And a lot of times you're kind of just reaching for anything. And dude, sometimes you forget how dangerous religion can be, dude. You really forget how just... It starts you, wars. Oh, dude, man. And it's like religion can do an interesting... It, it could do something wonderful for you or it can do something horrendous for you. But I've noticed that the people that it does wonderful things for, I don't know how super attached they are to it. I think they take the good from it and leave the bad. The people that are super duper in there, in there, a lot of their their mindsets, I'm like, dude, you, there's the crazy. Like you talk to them long enough, the crazy will come out. You're like, ah, there it is. Well, check this out. Like, I don't want to just use a blanket statement and say, when I say born again Christians, okay, I'm not just, not talking about every single one of them. Yes. Okay. Not trying to offend people, but it seems like most of the time from the people that I have met, okay, that the people, the born again Christians that I have met, they usually are coming from like a pretty low spot, like a low place in life. Yes. Yes. So they usually flip like super hardcore because they want the exact opposite of that. So I've seen some people go from like just logical, but with problems to just, just grasping at like the most extreme beliefs ever. I mean, like I'm talking extreme, like as in like a, you know, like radical culty kind of stuff, but I'm talking about just going super hardcore Christian. Yeah. And it's weird to the point where the personality changes. It's like, yes, but like overnight I've seen this happen before. Like my boy, in high school, his brother, we used to go hang out at his brother's house all the time because he let us party over there and stuff. Older guy. And um, he was cool. Super cool. Always the fun guy. Always had girls over. You know, he was just seemed like a very sociable guy, but like literally overnight. No, it was more like a weekend because I remember we would go over there on the weekend. Um, he was fine on Sunday. We went back on Saturday and he was just completely different. Telling us not to talk certain ways and and saying that he found God and God talked to him and it's crazy, man. So, dude, it's, it's. I think it's just the lower you are in life, like you know, happy people don't aren't always happy. They seem it sometimes. But it's just like when you know people commit suicide. Oh, I had no idea that they were going yes. through all of this because they faked it so well. Yes. So you know, I don't know what's going on in the person's head, but I just want to know, like, what is it? What is the just and noticeable difference that just snaps the switch the other way? That's the. I think it's an emo. Like most of it is emotion. Most of it is an emotional thing. Like even when you watch like videos of praise and worship, it's an emotional thing happening. It's it's the same emotional thing that happens when, you know, you old you, different women used to watch Luther Vandross sing. They kind of would have their arms up and be like, oh, my goodness. It's that same emotion that the music is getting you. A lot of these like I know that this, this kid, Jerome, he you know, that whole I can't help but cry. He's emotionally attached to it. I think you have to separate your brain away from it in order to just be an emotional attachment. And so I'm like, man, here's, you know, what shocked me is if one day you called me and I was like, Hmm. dude, you already said that I'm bound to find religion sooner or later. 
You're going to find not religion necessarily. I think you will find a like a uh, even if it's just a speaker you like, like some sort of Buddhist guy that you're really into. A guru. Yeah. Guru, like there. I see you being like this guy is super deep and maybe you're not in the religion thing, but it's a guy that from here on you listen to. I see that happening. I already got him, dude. It's Joe Rogan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that guy. Man. Cool. So like on the flip. I just want to say, like, I've met people where they find God, but they're perfectly normal and they're happy and they're oh, living yes. for the better and they just want to be better people. Oh, so yes. it's not like I think that just because you find God, you suddenly go bonkers, you know? Yeah. But it is weird, the extremes of how people do things. For sure. And I mean, look at that Universalist church on um, first in like Barstow where they had the Black Lives Matter banner up. Those people are, you know, religious but they're also very, very community organ, like they're community based and they're very active. And I don't know exactly what they believe, but whatever they believe, it's working for them. And it seems to be a legitimate thing because I'm like, whatever they're doing is working. They're like, hey, Black Lives Matter they're, or whatever there's a whatever there's an issue in the in the in the community, they attack it. And I'm like, these people have something I could see why young people would 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 gravitate toward them because they don't seem like insane people. <laughs> they seem like normal people who believe in a higher power. The end. That's where it stops. And so I'm very eager to, you know, I'm I, I'm very curious as to where the youth go because you know the youth are leaving churches in droves. And now I know someone close to you is is a church goer. I'm curious to see in 20 years is this person still? Who knows? But you got me thinking. You know, okay, I think I know. Yeah. In 20 years, do they still go? I don't know. I can see the change already, like hitting it really hard right at first. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this person is um, off the wagon. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. But I have noticed like a, a chill out. And it's kind of nice. Like it's there's there's logic being used. And I appreciate that. That's what happens. The, um, emo- at first, it's a very um, like it's so emotional at first that you will talk to your parents about it if they're not saved. Because you want them to have the same thing you have. But then as time goes on, the zombie apocalypse is helping it go quicker, though. Um, As you're separated from it, you start getting back into normal life. But I think as time goes on, some people, it continues in that emotional state. Other people, they're just like, anyway, there's some things I take, some things I don't. I'll just live my life. And that's what happens. In the particular case we're talking about, I think it was that someone was like, oh, hold up. Like, you want me to like recruit people and stuff. Nah, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing this for me. But you got me. You know, you got me on technicality. But maybe I'm just going to take my business elsewhere. That's what's going on. I think the best recruiting technique would be if God just came down for 30 seconds for everyone to see and just disappeared. Yeah. Why is he making it hard? That's what she said. Game (laughs) over, dude. Damn it. (laughs) I've just established that I can't not speak this way, Steve. I can't. I'm not even trying to. But everyone says I do it. So, I mean, you guys win. I got a question for you. Yeah. Did you watch that WAP video? No. What is that? I heard about that recently. It's with Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. No, should I? Do you know what it stands for? <laughs> WAP, correct? Yeah. 
you know what? I'll <laughs> go for it. <laughs> it's wet a woman's ah. private. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like Cardi B. <laughs> and like, do you? And, and I haven't heard. I seen the video. And look, man, let me tell you something, bro. They got a video. <laughs> now I'm, you know I'm looking, right? <laughs> they got a video. What do you bro. think of Cardi B, man? I'm not talking about music. I I'm love just, Cardi B. I, I uh, really appreciate her fucking. I adore that woman. The, the, <laughs> she came. Here's what I love about her is someone in her circle told her to change because that's naturally what you do. You're like, you're going to have to speak better, be like this. And she just said no. Now she is just, I'm going to make it on my own, my own way, and not change the way I talk, act, or... It's beautiful, dude. And she you could see her, like, I remember when she went in for Bernie. You saw how she did that, where her brain was like, then why isn't this free and that free? Well, that doesn't seem right. She she made the transition as a normal, run-of-the-mill, this doesn't seem right, and this is the only person talking about it. And I'm like, this is a this is wonderful. And now she's doing that that WAP video, dog. Listen, I'm uh, checking it out right now. Actually, listen, bro. Listen, I'm uh, th- 23 <laughs> seconds in, and I'm already like, okay, I see what you're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I love that these two women are like, this is this is me. This is what I'm doing. This is what we're doing. And it's so funny to see people grasping their pearls and clutching their pearls, being like. E gads. I'm like, we were raised on it ain't no fun if your homies can't get none. I don't want to hear nothing from you. We listen to those sort of things. And you can't be mad at these two amazing women doing this video. It's dope. Do I am I a uh, fan of the song? No. But the fact that they're just like, look, this is what we're doing is freaking amazing. And it's just funny that that's what it stands for. I'm sorry. Did you say something? I was uh, watching. <laughs> I heard every word. I'm just kidding. Listen, you know what? She knows how to make some videos, man. I'll listen. give her that. You've seen that one on the, oh God, it's like, it's basically an island and perhaps there's a boat because that would seem to go with it, but it's basically like a twerk fest. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. It's disgusting, Steve. It's disgusting. Dude, dude, dude. Okay. See, <laughs> and this is what I remember when you were saying, uh, this person has a nice body and I was like, Nice. And you're like, well, com- considering. <laughs> kind of remember that, actually. <laughs> you're like, I mean, come on. I mean, considering. Who was that? Do you remember? I don't remember who the Kravit was. It was someone popular, though. And I was like, eh. And you're like, come on, considering. I was like, oh, yeah, well, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then, if you're considering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I watched that WAP video. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> now I'm all WAP. Listen, dude. <laughs> Two... Beautiful women making a beautiful video. Who can be mad at that? Check it out, everybody. WAP, W-A-P. I'm sure you've already watched it. I feel like um, I'm out of the loop on a lot of these videos. So am I. I'm very much out of the loop. I've, I've been spending too much time on interesting as F on Reddit. It's been taking away my life now. That and all that reading you're doing, which is great. Yeah, dude. Uh, this has been, uh, it's been a, quite a year. It's been quite a year of self-improvement. And I'm realizing that I have a lot of, I mean, I have a lot of improving to do. <laughs> dude, you and me both. I mean, dude. I have been, I have been talking about changing and getting better and, and for so fucking long that I don't even believe my own bullshit anymore. You know what I mean? And I think I got to the point now where I'm sort of like disgusted with that way of thinking, me thinking that way. 
And uh, I think I'm ready, man. That's good. I really do. I know, but I've said this kind of shit before, but it's like, I don't know. Like I hear myself and it's like, I'm talking to myself or anything, but you know, my inner, my inner thoughts. And I'm like, you're rationalizing. is just fucking stupid. Like, like you're just trying to make excuses for yourself to not do the things you know you need to do. That's it. That's the bottom line. Oh, I can't go to the gym because, you know, yeah, but there's other things I can do or I should really eat better. Well, then fucking eat better. That kind of stuff. I get, I mean, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process, bro. It's a process, but it has to start somewhere though, you know? Well, it did by you saying that you need to do something is the beginning of a process, even if it takes you a while. Self-realization, I guess helps. Yeah, I guess it helps, but I just think I'm on the cusp of this here. Like I know it's time for the turning point. And I think with me, I know this is another freaking excuse, but this one has been like true for my entire life. I'm talking about physical fitness and stuff like that. It's just so fucking hot right now. Yes. And it's really hard to like jump back in mm-hmm. when you've been as stagnant as someone like myself. So I, I think the fall, like once it starts to chill out a little bit, temperature is when I'm going to really start to hit it again. Like, I don't want to like set myself up for failure. Like, oh, I'm gonna go out and run. Nope, oh, too hot coming back in. I need to find like a perfect day and just run. True, but I, I would think that but it gives you the perfect opportunity to actually, like, it's just like saying, hey, I'm going to go out and dr- I can't wait to drive this car, but the engine's not working. It's, this gives you the perfect time to work on the engine, your brain. It'd be like, give me get into the mindset of when I do start doing this thing, I won't stop. Now is mindset time. Is your mindset right for you? Be like, once it's cool, I'll definitely do it. Be like, no, it will be a, something's going to happen where you stop again. Right now, if you work on your mindset, when it is time for you to work out, you won't stop because your mindset is fixed. You're ready. Now is engine work. I got to work from the inside out. Yes, Steve. sir. That's what I'm, that's why, I mean, dude, that mindset book was crazy. <laughs> oh, thanks for the recommendations, by the way. I'll be checking those out. Oh, dude, that mug was crazy. The switch book um, was good. Uh, it was good for business. Like for the, for me thinking about the podcast, it was very good. It was fantastic. Um, like what we did was a switch where we, we went from, doing it in one way to another. That's a thing that a lot of people don't like doing. And they're like, sometimes it happens. And you just, the thing is you, you have, there's a reason it happens, but now you have to just be like, okay, the switch was okay. What do we do with that? There's a lot. And they talk about a lot of companies that did this, uh, a switch in their, the way they thought about things and, and how it actually worked for them. It's just a lot of good ideas about how switch this way of thinking and everything changes. But mindfulness is a, that thing is just for your personal life. Be like, you've been teaching your kids. You've been taught. You've been, all these things. It's just wrong. The way we do things. It's just wrong, dude. It's just wrong. 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 Like, I, how many times have you said this? Ben, you're so smart. Oh, dude. I say that to my kids all the time. Terrible. Because they say some things. You know, I don't like bring my problems down to yes. my kids. Or if I'm like super pissed about something. But. That said, I do speak my mind in my house, right? So every once in a while, I'll be like, you know what? Something happened today and I'm going to handle it like this. And then like my daughter or my son will be like, well, you could, but, or better yet, they had that problem. Yes. And I'll be like, well, you should handle it like this. Or that's my first reaction. And I know that I normally don't listen to my first reaction because that's what gets me in trouble. But they're like, nah, I think I'll handle it like this. And it just makes so much more sense when they say these things. Like the... The youth, man. Yeah, dude. That's where it's at. And the thing is, I've done, like, my son, when he got A's and all this stuff, I'm like, you're so smart. They're like, what you need to do is say, you must have put a lot of effort into that. Because otherwise, one day when they have to put effort, they're going to think, oh, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Because they only went off being smart. I'm just smart. It oh, comes easy. It just comes easy. And then the second something doesn't come easy, everything changes. Like, what you should do is, wow, you must have put a lot of effort into that. Look at these A's. You must have worked really hard for this. 
And then later on, when something is they're like when something is hard in their life, they're like, yeah, you got to work hard. That's why I was so good at what I did before is because of my effort, not because I'm just smart. Not because the second someone's smarter, you're gonna be like, I guess I'm not as smart as I was. And I was like, that was the first chapter, and I was like, oh my god, I do that all the time. They're like, stop doing it now. <laughs> like at this moment, just stop doing that because you need to make sure that they know in life it's the effort, not the smart, that gets you. It's effort. I remember uh, they did. A, they had a quote in the book that said, "This violinist. He said, um, if I don't practice for one day." I notice. If I don't practice for two days, my wife notice. If I don't practice for three days, the crowd notices. He's like, he's a genius violinist, but he even understands it's not my genius that makes me play well. It's the practice I put in. It's the effort I put forth. That's what makes me amazing. And I was like, dude, what? At, right off there in the first chapter, I knew this book is, a, this is I'm going to love this book. <laughs> this book is going to be a game. To, and it was. It was a total and utter. The, she did say one thing, and I'd say if anyone's going to read the book, jump over this. She said uh, she was talking about how, um, uh, you know, you always need someone having your back and saying you're doing great, you're doing great. They said, but those people aren't going to be there when you're flipping burgers at McDonald's. I said that's a bullcrap statement. Just because someone flipped burgers at McDonald's, that does not mean they don't have a good job. I didn't like that statement, and I never really cared for that. I hate that crap, dude. I'm like, what because if they people want are, to you know do what? That? They're working. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They're trying to do something where they are taking care of themselves, exactly. making their own income. It's a very elitist way of thinking. It's For you sure. know, and so I didn't like that, but everything else, it was just like, man, this is a game changer. This is a game changing book. So, uh, it's making me think about things. It's like, yeah, the effort you put in is everything. So everything I do now, it's like it's not because I'm good at that thing. It's because of the hours and hours and hours of effort you put in. The t- the fact that we could do a podcast isn't because we're just. Hey, we're just this or that. It's like, how many hours have we actually talked behind a mic? It's crazy. I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, we got better at it. Yeah. And so naturally, you as you move, you get better at a thing. But you also, you know, if I really wanted to get better, maybe I would talk to myself. Be like, it sounds ridiculous, but like, but if you want to be able to talk better, wouldn't you just talk to yourself while you're not talking on the podcast? Practice. Get words together that just flow. Learn how to do that. That's the thing. Like, I remember when we first started recording, it was like, um, oh, um, dude, yeah. um, um, and I still do that sometimes. I don't think we you both, can truly yeah. get away from that, mm-hmm. but there's just those times where it's like, uh, it's like really bad, but I was actually watching videos and, and trying to like improve on how we talk, how I talk by not saying, um, or taking a pause. Taking a pause is important sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? Can you hear me? Okay. there's a loud ass plane flying over. Dude, there, you know? it's flying over me too. Well, that makes sense because we live in the same yeah. town and close by. Yeah, nine three seven two two. Nine three seven one one. Oh, you're better than me. You got more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I think we should get to playing games. Let's do it. It's been a while, right? It's since been we a played while. some games, and this isn't really our typical kind of game. But I did tell this to the people in the community because I think it's a good idea. We keep getting these one's got to go memes, Love it. and I think they're great. Like, please keep them coming because it really does provoke. Like, you know. Granted, I'm not trying to figure out the problems of the world, but it's provoking thought. Yes. Man. I love this kind of yes. shit. And I know Steve does too. So we have a few Let's of them, Steve. It. Is there any one that you want to go with first? I want to go to the hairband one first. The hairband one first. Okay. Let's break it down. Okay. Now, this isn't truly the meme, but this is how we're going to play it. If you had to get rid of one band, what would this band be? But remember, this is because of their body of work, just yes. like we played last time. Yes. Now, 
when we say body of work, Steve, what if there are different bands involved? All of it goes away? All of it. Side projects, All of it. movies, gone. whatever? Gone. Okay. All right. Because that's important because I think the way that it was being played on this uh, particular post was a lot of just opinion. I don't like these guys, Mm-mm. so Mm-mm. they got to go. But we really need to put some thought into this. Yeah. What if one of the main, what if the, one of the, if one of the main singers produced a legendary album that you like, that album's gone. Ooh, good point. Production, everything, all aspects of the entertainment Everything industry. gone. And we go from one, then who goes next and who goes next till there's one left. All right. Fair Let's enough. Let's do it. All right. So th- these bands are Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, and Def Leppard. All right, let's begin. All right, go for it, Dan. You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah, because I don't really know Def Leppard. Okay. But the rest I know. So when I first saw this, I immediately went to Bon Jovi because out of these three bands or these four bands, they're the ones that I really dislike. I've seen them in concert before. Maybe two, three times I think I've seen Bon Jovi. And the last time it was free. Actually, the only time that I ever paid for it, I didn't really pay for it. They opened up for, I think it was like a rat or something like that back in the day. But then I had free tickets for, we went on like a double date and they had tickets. Nice. And then another time, another time my buddy called me. I was like, hey dude, my, my date canceled out. You want to go watch, like party and listen to Bon Jovi? I'm like, what the fuck? Why not? Worst concert I've ever been to. So I'm not a fan of John Bon Jovi, yes. particularly Bon Jovi anymore. Because once they, uh, what's his name? Richie Sambora left. Yes. Like the whole thing just sort of fell apart. And it changed completely. And now they have another guy. And by the way, I'm sorry. I'm See, now I'm giving my opinion, but it's just terrible. Oh, They're okay. terrible live. But that doesn't mean they didn't have hits. Who is Richie Sambora the guy that does the movies? I don't think he does movies. He's the guitar player. And then I don't know all the oh, names. Oh, Richie Sam- the, yep, yep, yep. Now I got it. I just looked at him. Cool. Got him. And the keyboard player actually, what's he do? So I guess we have to incorporate that too, because we said side projects. So their keyboard player that I know of is a, he writes music for, uh, for musicals on Broadway. Oh. Okay. I don't know what the other guys do, but we have to take that into consideration as far as uh, Richie Sambora goes. I really don't know. I'm not going to do the research on it. Okay. But they do have some hits. So are we going to go, what else are we going to do? Like the number of hits, the number of record sales, how far do you want to go down the rabbit hole? I'm saying in your opinion, their whole body of work and everything that it affects go, because sometimes they have an effect on other people. Like without their music, other music doesn't happen. So you're taking all that away. The impact of them. And if you think Bon Jovi goes first, they go first. I don't necessarily think that just yet. Okay. So Bon Jovi. Let's see. So some of the things that we would lose if we lost if we lost Bon Jovi, we would lose Wanted Dead or Alive. That's a great song, dude. Okay. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Listen. Like you ever seen that video where the dude in the park, the old guy in the park is just yes. singing it? And then all of a sudden yes. the entire park. Everyone so sings this it. song is bigger than we can imagine. <laughs> we have to take that into consideration. Yes. And I'm pretty sure. Anyone right now, if I played that song, you would fucking know that song. No question. Guaranteed. No question. So it's a huge, massive song. That said, it's probably their biggest song, actually, right? Yes. But they have a lot of other quote unquote hits that I kind of fell off of just because I didn't like Bon Jovi. I get it. But there's quite a few, man. Like, lay your hands on me. I couldn't tell you any of the other stuff. But um, you give, okay, I already said you give love a bad name, I think. That's a good song, dude. Yeah, I didn't say that one. Bad Medicine is one. I didn't uh, know they go, did. Wait, are we talking about we go, we go, bad medicine? That's them? Yeah. yeah. Your love is like bad medicine. I didn't know that was Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi? Yeah, it is. So again, like, I didn't really care for the song. I thought it was kind of silly. Crap. But it is a massive song. Yeah! 
If you play that song, you're going to recognize it. Okay, so we have to take that into consideration. Then we have to take into consideration the movie Young Guns. Oh, what was the song he did? Um, It was almost like because he was on that Western kick for a while with Wanted Dead or Alive. That shit got him somewhere. Um, Blaze of Glory is the name of the song I'm thinking of. Massive hit. And for that movie, it's perfect, dude. I think, oh, John Bon Jovi's been in some movies too, but I, I don't know if that would really make a difference. Seems like a nice dude. Has a free, has a restaurant where you could just play whatever you can. Yeah, doesn't he work there? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's he's Jersey. He's just a good guy. He's from Jersey. So that's really all I have okay. on Fair. Bon Jovi, okay? Fair. Now we have the band Motley Crue. Oh, boy. Okay, again, I don't really care for Motley oh, Crue. I, I did like... Fan. No, oh, no, right. huge is definitely not the case. Uh, I liked Too Fast for Love, their very first album, and Shout at the Devil, and then a few hits here and there. But they're they're fucking huge. I mean, they're Motley Crue. They have mm-hmm. the movie The Dirt. They have uh, the book The Dirt. Uh, Nikki Six has his own show, yeah. but that's but does that count like with a radio show? If it's a successful radio show, not really, right? I mean, not it, it can because that goes away. It goes away. That's true. Uh, Tommy Lee did make a band called Methods of Mayhem, but honestly, if they didn't exist, that would be okay with me. What are their hits? You know what? Let me just do it this way because I think it's going to be a little bit easier for us to decide this here. Also, in your opinion, who is a, if, if they save Mars Center tomorrow, who fills it first, Bon Jovi or Motley Crue? Oh, good question. I would have to say, who, oh, out of these two bands yes. so far, who sells out first? In Fresno, I think it would be equal. Oh, wow. No, these days, I think it would probably be Motley Crue, even though they retired, especially now because they're like, oh, hey, we have another tour coming. Or okay, they did anyway. Fair. All right. So here are like the top songs okay. of Motley Crue. Kickstart My Heart. You've heard that one. I've never heard that song. You've heard it. I'm sure you have. Home Sweet Home. Never heard Huge. That okay. Dude, you've heard this. Listen, I'm going to play one little part of it. That's not hitting you? I heard it on the movie. You know okay. I'm a oh, well, yeah, I heard it on massive the movie. Massive song. Massive song. That's true. You had really no familiarity no. with them, did you? All right, fair enough. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Livewire. Uh, Dr. Feelgood was a ah, massive I hit. I heard Dr. Feelgood. You've heard that. Girls, girls, girls. I know that. Girls, girls, girls was great. Looks That Kill was a big song for them. Wild Side is another massive hit. Smoking in the Boys Room. Same old situation. I'm not saying I like these songs, but this is these are their hits. Who, who uh, sung, don't go. Who sung "Pour Some Sugar on Me"? We're getting there, Steve. Just calm down. Okay, I didn't know if it was if it's them. That's a bit, that crossed over. You just need to calm down. Don't mess up my argument here because I'm going somewhere. With this. Um, too young to fall in love. Same old situation. Without you, I think that a lot of Motley Crue fans they've sort of fallen into two categories. There is the pre Theater of Pain, which is their third album, and then there's the post where Doctor Feelgood kicked in, Girls, 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 and all of that because they really got big in the '90s during that part. Like their their tours were massive. Yeah, That's when Tommy Lee was always doing like his. He still does it if he tours, but it's a uh, like all these crazy drum solos where they're using like pyrotechnics and hydraulics and shit. He's going upside down. That was a big massive part of their tour. So that's why a lot of people went. But uh, it just kind of goes on and on, man. Um, but as far as like what you know, I think I've already named them all. Yes. But tons of songs. Okay. Yes. So I think out of those two bands, mm-hmm. what they've done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to say crew. Crew wins. I'm going to have to say crew wins. Okay. Bon Jovi's gone. They're no longer a band. Well, I guess they kind of are. Like I said, they were, they were supposed to tour. Okay. But they, they haven't yet. Bon Jovi is still technically a band. 
Now, if we're counting record sales, that might be a different story. We can throw that in there too. No, I would say, I would say all it is for you is the impact they've had and like how important they are as a band. You guys don't even know how much I'm like thinking about this shit right now. That's why I love this game. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it to crew. Okay. Okay. I think they've done a little bit more. Yes. Bon Jovi has some massive hits, very recognizable songs, but I think crew might be the, the more successful band. Okay. Now, I don't know about album sales. So that now leaves us with Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard. Yes. So you're going to go, I would say go Crew versus one of those. All right. So Crew versus Guns N' Roses. Oh, boy. Again, a band that is still touring, uh-huh. have recently reformed. Kind. I mean, there's, there's some of the same members. I think they have three original members now, possibly four. Axl Rose did tour with ACDC for a minute. But I don't really throw that in there because I think that's just more of an ACDC thing. But now we have Appetite for Destruction, which was a fucking destruction zone. Like that album was massive. It's a fantastic album. I love it. And then, though, they ended up going into Use Your Illusion. I'm skipping. I think they had a, I can't remember what it's called. Lies, I think it might have been. It was like this acoustic version, like an EP, if you will. And that was pretty big. But then they went to Use Your Illusions 1 and 2. Huge. That shit was massive. It had the song You Could Be Mine, which uh, was attached to Terminator 2. So I guarantee you've heard this song. It had November Rain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, I don't have to like these songs. They're massive hits. Civil War was a massive hit. Anyway, they had several. Uh, I mean, I could just like name off the songs. But they basically had three hit albums. Yes. Then they were gone for a really long time and they came back with this, in my opinion, a piece of crap called Chinese Democracy. And they've just been kind of touring off that stuff to the best of my knowledge. Maybe they got another one out, but it's, it's nothing I'm going yeah. to buy. But they were infamous rock band back in the 90s. They were full of controversy. They were making waves. They were all over MTV all the time. Massive MTV success. So we also have to uh, consider Slash's Snake Pit. He has that band. Slash did all the guitar on... Lenny Kravitz's mama said. So those go away. Black or white? Yes, he did black or white. That goes away. Hmm. Slash goes away. By itself. Slash goes away. Slash, Slash has been on a lot of different crazy, albums. Crazy, dude. Yeah, Slash is. <laughs> yeah, by himself, he is an icon. By himself. Was in the band Velvet Revolver. I'm sure I'm probably missing some smaller bands. It's okay. You guys can let me know if you want to. But Velvet Revolver had a pretty... and that Who was in that band? I know that it was... Uh, oh, God. Why am I so bad with names right now? Scott Weiland. That's who I'm thinking of. Scott Weiland. He's the singer or was the singer before he passed mm-hmm. from Stone Temple Pilots. Mm-hmm. So now if you take away Velvet Revolver, you've now taken away Stone Temple Pilots. Right? Is that how we're playing it? Well, we're taking the what they did with those people. Like any album they messed around on is gone. Yeah, goes away. Okay, all right. So then Stone Temple Pilots still exists. Anyway, I think, and to my opinion, that's about as far. Oh, wait, what's his name? Matt Sorum. Matt Sorum has played on uh, albums by The Colt. He's played on a bunch of Velvet Revolver. So that goes away again. The Colt goes away. Anyway, now we've got Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses. Both made massive footprints in rock yeah. and roll. Huge. I would have to say that Crew are probably more dependable. They sound like shit now, though. <laughs> that's the problem. Like, they're really like Vince Neil cannot sing anymore. And that's a common thing. It's not like it's just my opinion. So I'm thinking that it's going to have to be Jesus. Who has more hits? I think I'm still going to go Motley Crue, man. Holy crap. They got a movie. Okay. But I don't like my. But here's the deal. 
I don't like Motley Crue better than I like Guns N' Roses. Okay. So I'm trying to be very like, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to put yeah. my opinion of the band into this. Understandable. But I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that it's got to be Motley Crue. I like Guns N' Roses a hell of a lot better, but I'm going to have to keep Motley Crue in just for their longevity and what they've done. Okay. Uh, again, if you're listening and you like, what about this? Please let me know. Okay. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. All right. So now we're down to, it's just uh crew versus Def Leppard. Uh-huh. Now here's where it gets tricky because a lot of people, including myself, don't care for Def Leppard, but they have the album Pyromania, which was massive. It's done the song of like photograph, fooling rock of ages. Oh, no, Gleben, Gleben, Gleben. You heard that before? No. Like literally, like, listen, it's literally that. <laughs> wow anyway yeah this song's called rock of ages I have and never you could not get dude you could not get away from this song in the 80s it was on mtv like every few minutes uh photograph is another massive hit The reason that I'm playing these songs for you, Steve, is I'm thinking they were so big, I would assume you've at least heard the riff before. Okay, fair enough. But anyway, Pyromania was a massive album. But then Rick Allen, the drummer, lost his arm Uh in an accident, right? Did you find it or They come... I really don't know. I think it's actually in Smithsonian Okay, cool. But anyway, they come back and they make this album called Hysteria. Yes. This album was a monster. I didn't really like it that much because it's... That what was cool about this album is that they basically let Rick Allen still play with them. That's a band. Yes. Those are friends right yes. there. Like, dude, you lost your arm and you're our drummer. We're going to let you figure out a system so you can play with your feet and one arm. That Those are friends those right there, friends. man, because they could have just went, you know what? We kind of have to keep moving yes. forward here. Good luck with all that. Anyway, I don't know if it was the attention at first that made this album so successful because it was their follow up to Pyromania. So and and but, you know, and then. Everyone wants to hear what a one-armed drummer sounds like, yeah. right? Like that. I went to the concert basically just to see that shit, and it was pretty impressive, I have to say. But anyway, uh, Hysteria comes out. This one has the song "Women." Uh, it's a, it was a it was like their first single off the album, huge. Then they did "Rocket," "Rocket," yeah, "Satellite." I'm just again, I'm just terrible. But if you don't know these songs, whatever. "Animal" was another one. "Love Bites" was another one. Pour some. Sh- now we're now we're to it, Steve. Pour some sugar on me. I like that song. Massive, yes. massive hit. Still plays these days. I bet you right now, if you walked into any random strip club anywhere, in the, anywhere in anywhere USA, you're gonna find this song playing somewhere. Especially at a strip club with an American flag in the front, you're gonna hear that song. Word. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. What's the other one? Oh, Armageddon was another one. I really thought these songs were terrible. Hysteria is another one though. Massive. So this album alone. Like, I would like to look up the the data on this one, man. I want to look up the stats on this one to see how many albums this sold. But it's fucking huge, I guarantee you. But here's the deal. They kind of fell off after that. Mm-hmm. But they've been around still. They're still making music. People still love them some Leopard. Oh, and here's another thing to think of. Do you remember when Mariah Carey did a song called Bringing on the Heartbreak? No. You know, you're not helping. Just lie and say yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, Mariah Carey covered one of their songs off their first album. And it was a pretty big hit. I don't think it was like one of her most massive hits, but it was definitely a hit. So that's all I got for them. Okay. Now, again, this is going to come down to, I have to take my opinion that, out of this. Totally. I mean, you kind of, you, it's impossible to do. But I have to pick one. Yes. Oh, they're so terrible now, though. <laughs> that's the problem. 
Does it matter if they're still around and good? Does not matter. Does not matter. Okay. It's their body of work. If it's equal, equal, equal till now, well, then it matters. Yeah. But if it's not equal before, then it doesn't even matter right now. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm going to have to give it to crew. Wow, dude. That's a pretty crazy thing. But I think that, and I could be wrong about this, but I, if I was a betting man, I would be willing to bet that Def Leppard has sold more copies of Hysteria than anything Motley Crue has ever done. And that's just me guessing. Okay. So that's anyway. a fair one. So yeah. Motley Crue wins it for you. I'm going to have to give it to Crue. Okay. Man. Yeah. That's but good. again, not my favorite band. I'm just trying to be diplomatic about this. That's shit. totally fair. That's good. See, I don't know the bands well enough. I have one for you. Okay. I just think that you'd be able to wax more about it. Let's do it. How's this one for you? What if we went with Wu-Tang Clan, mm-hmm. A Tribe Called Quest, mm-hmm. De La Soul, yes. or The Beastie Boys? That's a good one. That's a really good one. Let's start with Beastie, Boy, Beastie Boys versus... Let's go Beastie Boys versus Tribe. Um, <laughs> look... <laughs> The Beastie Boys had, like, let's just start from the beginning. Like, some of their earlier stuff. May I point out that they were innovators of the 808? Dude, look. And here's the thing. Beastie Boys were in hip-hop right there, like, hiphop.com. Like, they had the hip-hop beats, hip-hop rap style. They had the hip-hop everything, okay? And and De La, or, um, Tribe, they never did that hip-hop thing. They did kind of. But they had a whole different style. Yeah. They, they came in with the native tongue. Like, they were all different. Oh, man. License to Ill. Daggone it, man. Now, if you take out Tribe, mm-hmm. native tongue goes away. Uh, what else goes away? Now, we don't, have, we don't have scenario anymore. Oh, come on, dude. Um, we don't have, and just to be fair, we don't have like a Q-tip solo, like yeah. vibrant thing. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. We don't have Groove is in the Heart. True. Because Q-tip True. was on that. I'm sorry. This is your deal. Sorry. I was just thinking about it. These are, no, these are all things that are like legit, dude. These are legit, man. Um, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys have done it all, dude. They've done it. And here's the thing. You don't get, if we don't have Beastie Boys, we don't have. Um, Paul Revere. For me, that was as a ch- kid. I listened to License to Ill to no end, bro. Like I listened to Paul Revere so many times. The thing is, though, I didn't really listen to that whole album. I was just rewind Paul Revere. <laughs> you, over, didn't, you weren't a License to Ill fan, dude. Huh? I was. I thought License to Ill was fine. But Paul Revere, for some reason, did something for him. I was like, dude, I've never heard anything like this. I've never heard anything like this before. This is brand new crap. Um, As far as what the... Now, I have to look at, like, Beastie Boys, they made hit albums. Then they did it. Didn't they do the... You know? Intergalactic. They did that thing. You know, I, uh, in my, they had a, they had a magazine at one point, dude, they had a company called grand Royal, their own record company called grand Royal. Dude. Now here's the thing. Like if the hard thing is, is if you take away tribe, you take away Q-tip, Q-tip has produced a lot of very important songs. That's true. You know, um, shoot dude. License to ill was banging though. 
Not to mention that MCA created the Milarepa Fund. That's like a Tibetan freedom or um, that's it's, true. Like a, it's a it's for Tibet. And then speaking of Tibet, he founded the Tibetan Freedom Concert. Dude, Dude that's, that's fucking massive that right there. Man. Look that up, that though, like the, the amount of though. bands that are played. Now, I realize that's like, you know, a bunch of bands that are making this thing awesome, but it's all because of MCA. Adam, Yap. Dude, that is so big. What are some of the songs that Q-Tips produced? <laughs> Dude. Like the biggies. <laughs> oh, man. Here's the thing. He, produ- he produced stuff off of every single, uh, let's see, every single Tribe album. <laughs> he produced Left My Wallet Nelson Gundo. <laughs> But that's still tribe, though. I know, but I'm saying he produced everything. Like most of the time, the rapper doesn't produce the thing. Like he did Craig Mack. He did Nas Illmatic's One Love. He did The World Is Yours by Nas. <laughs> he did Mob Deep. <laughs> he did a song from Buster Rhymes called I Got That Ill Vibe Tip. Word, but yeah, yeah, your, your word. word. Come on, bruh. It went, I'm on the mic. You know, yes, should be absurd. He did this. The ill vibe tip. Yeah, yeah, work. Oh, shoot. If it wasn't for Tribe, we would not have the Smoke and Grooves tour. Oh, shoot, huh? I, I missed that one, but I heard it was great. I think they were the ones that put that on. Or maybe they were just the headliners. <sighs> oh, um, he did that song with Janet Jackson. Joni Mitchell never lied. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Q, okay, okay, I'm going to do this a different way. We're going to do this a different way. I'm going to tell you okay. who leaves first out of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's say who leaves first. Get the deuce up out of here. And it's Tribe, Beastie, De La, and who? Wu-Tang. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, think about all the albums they put uh, out. Wu-Tang is crazy dope. Here's my problem, though. If I had to choose between Beastie and Wu-Tang, here's the thing. They're so cl- they're, they're not close, but they're in a circle together compared to the other people. They're in a circle together. They've also both really spawned like these very distinct subcultures. Yeah. And th- yes. Like, you know, if you're into Wu, you're wearing it. Everything's about that. And the same thing was like that with the Beastie Boys. Like, they kind of changed the face of rock and roll and alternative, and they kind of fused that shit together. Back in, like, 92, 93, they were on top of the fucking world, dude. They were headlining Lollapalooza. Everyone was dressing like them. They had fashion. Like, they they really brought a lot they to really, it. But, so, but then again, so does Wu-Tang. Yeah, but degree. Wu-Tang has that sign that yeah. you don't even have to put their name. None of our groups right now, except maybe Midnight Marauders, if I wore that shirt, they'd know that that's Tribe. But that's just their logo, though. That's not necessarily a body of work. But that is part of their body of work. Yeah, but they didn't make it. I know that Wu had someone design that for him. Oh, I thought RZA did it. Uh-uh. Oh. No, they had the guy on uh, that documentary. I think it was of Mike's and Men. And the dude, I think the dude did it for like 20 bucks. Or two, oh. maybe it was even 200. But they did. Okay, dang. But here's what we're saying is, what we're saying is that sign goes. Yeah, that's a big deal because that, that was that was a really I lose like three shirts. It's like the mummy for Iron Maiden, right? Eddie, yes. So it's kind of like like they took that thing and not many rappers have that where it's just a symbol and you know what that is. That's true. Except Jay, he could put up the diamond, you know, it's the rock. But you can't put it on a shirt. 
Oh, shoot. All right. I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, I think between Wu and Beastie, Wu got to go. I agree. Wu goes. The next up that has to leave next is going to be. Oh, hold up, though. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I think before you make this call, you have to address Dela real quick. I don't know if they'll hold up, G. No, nobody on this list has a CD as good as Three Feet High and Rising. Not a person on this on this list. But what about their other albums? Doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It totally matters. Because we start from jump. From jump, they're beating people. Oh, you're saying no one has an album better than that? No one has an album better than Z Fee High Riot. I strongly disagree, but that's again, we're now we're just doing opinions. Because D- Prince Paul. He made, it's not so much that he made an album. He made a work of art that ran into each, that whole 20-something song thing ran into each other. One after the other after the other. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, I just listened to a work of art. It wasn't just an album. And mind you, they also had a whole different thing where it's like these flower children rapping. Without them, there is no Diggable Planets. Diggable doesn't exist. No flower children rapper exists anymore. Even Common, after Erica, he was kind of a De La Soul guy. I don't think without De La Soul, I don't know if PM Dawn's around. Wu-Tang made an impact. However, during that same impactful time, they like, if we're going to be honest, dude, if we're going to be honest, they were getting dusted by the West Coast. Dusted. You're right. They were getting dusted. West Coast was kind of late to the party. They, yeah, and so they, it's one of those things where like Wu-Tang is killing, but they got dusted by like doggy style. No one was dusting three feet high and rising. at the time. I'll be honest with you, and I don't think you have enough familiarity with this album, but I would have to say that Paul's Boutique is, if not equal, a greater and more influential album. Didn't Prince Paul do that? No, the Dust Brothers did that. You didn't watch that movie, but... That's the album that didn't hit well at first because whoever, I think it was Capital, was like, okay, we've got the next license to ill and these crazy guys and their, their college antics and all that kind of shit, you know? And basically they'd become a bit of a machine. And it's like, this is what you're getting again. This, the sequel's coming. And then they come out and they did something so creative and so innovative and so far off in the different direction than, than a license to ill was that it kind of turned people off at first. People were expecting one thing. They got another. They got a work of art. So that's to be considered, too. I mean, check your head. Again, these guys started playing their own instruments, dude. They went from just being like MCs to playing all the tracks. Which is dope. They did a bunch of like instrumental albums, too. They, you know who You know who could have? It's hard to put them. I, would, I thought you were going to go the roots in that same circle because it's hard to put them against these guys because they're so I was kind of going with the times. So I think the roots would be the newest out of all of them. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. So that's why I think the beasties are important, dude. They are very important. They mind you, they laid a lot, especially being who they were. Them doing that music was insane. However, you know, it's like during that time we had so we had LL, you know what I'm saying? We had a bunch of these rap dudes. Do we had run DMC? You know what I'm saying? There's they, but this group was set aside because of who they were like, wow, these white boys are killing. This is all like the sciencey kind of shit, and it has nothing to do tech. Well, I guess it does have to do with creating their body of work, but there was a lot of creative shit that MCA did. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's he knew, no question. Speaking of, you, you say Paul Revere, he was the one that said, you know what? Let's take that 808 and flip it backwards. 
makes total sense and, for sure. You know what I mean? For so, sure. There, it's and just my, something to be considered. He's mind you, they are very important. But be, and I would say Wu Tang gotta go. So it's now it's now it's Beastie. Day-Log, I put Wu Tang there on purpose to be honest with you because I agree. Yeah. As much as I like Wu Tang, man, they gotta go. Um. Uh. Now I I would actually be like okay. Because Dela has made three feet high, stakes is high. My Jesus Christ! Yeah, let's talk about the albums, oh, the ones that are the hit albums. <laughs> De La Soul is dead is amazing. They they re- literally reversed what they were doing. We we're just like we're done with De La Soul. Okay, so we're at three. Uh, balloon mindset. What are we talking about? <laughs> hits though, influential hits. Well, I'm saying uh, no question. But dude, considering there, I would say, oh, artificial intelligence, grind date, Jesus Christ, the grind date was amazing. So it's beasties against Daylight right no, now. No, I'm not. I'm saying they're all now. They're all in the same. Now I'm I'm, I'm saying like beasties, and now I'm also saying Daylight, and I'm saying tribe, tribe, tribe has Q. You almost can't get. You almost can't. Yeah. On Q alone. Just on Q-tip alone, you almost cannot. There, He's, you can't. <laughs> From Q-tip alone, you cannot get rid of him. So, like. And he's on Beastie albums, too. Yeah, that dude. But he's a, like, he's a universally known legend. Like, any, people that are in this will be like, oh, no, you haven't seen Q-tip do his thing. Totally original. Everything. Style like no other. Every, his, his rap style is original. I mean, he didn't try he never tried to be anything else neither did neither did uh oh but i hated fight for your right to party dude yeah listen that's oh, one song jesus though. christ and they hated that song i love paul revere haven't listened to paul's boutique and you want to talk about distinct voices what about mca he's crazy here you know but here's the here's the thing though we everyone loves the beasties no question you know what i'm saying everyone loved the beasties um, I don't know, man. I'm thinking about any <laughs> age where they existed, who stuck out. Were they still sticking out during, you know, like during Tribe, you know, during Ice with Ice Cube, try, all them hard. Were they still, did the same group of people listen to the Beastie Boys? Oh, yeah, for sure. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah, particularly during the Check Your Head and, um, Ill communication era, they were they were very close. They were touring together. When NWA came out, I was not listening to and to Beastie Boys anymore. That's you though. People I knew weren't. We were all listening to like easy, but it was West Coast though. That might be why it was because we were on the West Coast. We listened to West Coast people. Like it was a brand new sound. Everything was changing. I didn't, but I also didn't listen to um Tribe though. I listened to Tribe. They just filtered in because you couldn't avoid them. They were on MTV raps all the time. So I'm like, yeah. I had no choice but to listen to the Tribe Call Quest. Because every single time they dropped something, yo, MTV raps played it. Every time, you know, daily, all these people would be played on there. You know what I'm saying? But we, I could also say that Beastie Boys were played on normal MTV. Yeah, I think they had bigger hits. Beasties? It's not a matter again. It's not a matter again of what you liked. I'm talking about the hits. What hits did they have bigger than? Um... How about this one? 
Please tell me you've heard this, Steve. I've never heard this one. Good God almighty, Steve. That doesn't sound like hip-hop to me, though. Dude. That doesn't sound like hip-hop to me. No. That's what I'm saying, though. That doesn't they sound actually, like hip-hop. Hold on. That's what I'm saying. They flipped it on its ear. <laughs> they went from doing... That's, that sounds like Rage Against the Machine. No, that sounds nothing like Rage Against... You're insane. Bro. You're insane right now. Come and on, dog. Listen, I'm just saying, like, I haven't heard De- all of, like, De La Soul is dead. I'm not going to go waxing about it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you haven't even heard these albums. You played me that song. It doesn't sound like hip-hop. Okay, fair enough. That one. That's what I'm saying. So you can't be like, I'm not going to wax poetic. You played me a song, and I'm telling you that song doesn't sound like hip hop. It's them, though. It is hip hop. That dude, just because it's them doesn't mean it's hip hop. If if I like uh, Ice T doing uh, Cop Killer, he didn't say that was hip hop. He was rock. Just because he is hip hop. That sounds unfamiliar to you, too? Oh, yeah. I don't know that song. That's so crazy. They played on the radio? You were watching MTV. Dude, it was... You could not escape it. That's what's fascinating about that, that you somehow... I was like heavy. Able to, There's so many things that we talk about where it's like, how did you even miss this? Yeah, I listened to... I watched Yo! TV, Yo! MTV raps all the time. I never miss an episode, and I never heard that. I guarantee you it was there. I believe it probably was. I just don't remember hearing it. I that's it. I just don't remember here, which makes it for me, which makes a difference because it's like now the the thing that the thing that I have to think about is that's why I try to be like okay, I'm not even thinking about record sales. I'm not thinking about any of it because if it was record sales, I don't know if Wu Tang. I could have got rid of Wu Tang. I don't know how many records they sold. I just don't look at record. I just look at like what did they? What impact did they do? And mind you, I love RZA's production often. <laughs> I often like it. Um, some of it, you know, whatever. We, we know what we clip them pretty quickly, though, man. There's a lot. There sure is, but I don't think they're even they're they're not talking to Prince Paul and 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 you know like Beastie and and Q-Tip. They're not talking to them. They're just not. They're not in the same room. God, I'm a just I'm so fascinated that you haven't heard these albums before or seen the videos or. It blows my mind. Dude. No, oh, I, the only song that they played a lot, and it was because like VH1 and or not VH1, but MTV, is that Intergalactic. I heard that a lot. Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't escape that anywhere I went. I couldn't escape that. Um, because what what year did, what year did it come out? I believe it was ninety two. Wait, which one? Intergalactic? No, the one that you just played. The album. Ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah, there was a lot happening in ninety two. <laughs> There was a lot. There was a lot happening in 92. And the thing is, too, is that I kind of hear you what you're saying. Actually, I do hear what you're saying about it's not true hip hop because they sort of created a new. They were they were like a crossover band. Yes. Yes. So that counts for something, though. Does it? As far as a body of work goes? Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saying as far as a body. Yes, totally. But if someone was like, that's where it's a situation of that's why I'm like, it's hard to put them in the same category because these dudes are straight hip hop. If I put a hip hop group that went into rock into these three people that just never left it, it's hard to be like, how do you compare? Because as the as they progressed, the hip hop changed, but they were it, it didn't really leave and be like, let's do a rock album or a crossover album or anything like that. It was just like, no, Q-Tip knew what he, he did. 
And he just kept doing, if he did crazy stuff like Groove is in the Heart, he would do it with other people. But when it came to Tribe, he's like, no, we, we have a thing. This is what we do. And he, I just thought Q-Tip was so great at what he did. He didn't, ex- he, he didn't expand with Qu- Tribe. What he did was got, he honed it in so perfectly that it's just flawless music. You're like, this is just Tribe. You don't even have to. Now, mind you, scenario, right when you said you have to get rid of scenario, I knew right then. Yeah. You didn't have to say anything else. I'm thinking, this is just me. This is where I'm at. Okay, go for it. And I have one more, so we should probably close this one out. Yeah, because we have, I, we're limited in, we have like, I have like 10 more, more minutes. I got to, I still got to get ready for work. Okay, I think we could do this next one quick. Okay. But. Where do you go? I think right now we're between Tribe and Beasties. No, yeah, you give me yours and I will give you, because I think I'm honing in on what I'm going to do. Right now I'm set on between Tribe and Beasties. Yes. Hmm. I'm going to have to go Beasties, dude. Fair. Totally fair. I think for me, I'm going first Wu goes, Beastie goes, De La goes, Tribe stays. Okay. Fair enough. Because they're, yeah, they're the father of so many. And again. Like I could, we could talk about Tribe and Beasties for a long time. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to shorten it up, but. I'm, and mind you, I'm not a fan. Let's just be real. I'm not the biggest Tribe, Beastie, or Wu fan. I just understand what Q-Tip, I mean, his hands are in everything I love. I'm like, oh, I like that. And they're like, oh, Q-Tip. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. They're like, oh, I like that. Yeah, Q-Tip. I'm like, geez. And you can even smell him around other things. You're like, oh, that sounds very tribe-ish. And mind you, again, scenario alone. (laughs) Scenario. Okay. Okay, what's the next one? This came from Darren Bass. All right, let's do it. This was actually on our page. Here we go to the big leagues, okay? Just do it. Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, George Michael, or Phil Collins? I know who's going first. Go ahead, but you go first. No, no, you go first. All right, um, so we're, we're, we're talking about body of work. This is not a time span. This is a body of work. I was really into this album so that's why I'm being biased. Yes. This is body of work. Here's what we're going to say right off the bat, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, George Michael had Wham! and he had a solo album. Off the jump, he was in his 20s, produced the solo album himself. It was a hit. Crazy. Boom. Freddie Mercury wrote Prohemian Rhapsody. What are we talking about right now? Boom. Um, we have Michael Jackson, he did Thriller. What are we talking about right now? Take that away. Cool. Recently, up until recently, the greatest, uh, what is the greatest selling album of all time? And it goes back and forth. Dethroned by the Eagles. How weird is that? Dude, I totally get it. But they go, and even, I mean, when you talk to both, like, we can just say we both have it because it goes back and forth so much. It just doesn't matter anymore. And mind you, they both held that record when you went out and purchased CDs. People purchased 20 odd million Eagles and Michael Jack. That's insane. And also the Eagles kind of, cheated because it's the best of but enough about the eagles but i feel it anyway um i did you know i found a song that i actually liked from them oddly enough anyway um uh phil collins in the air tonight separate lives um what's that one song um against all odds against all odds you can't hurry love can't hurry i don't care anymore come on dude studio come on land of confusion come on um the Tarzan album. We no have to count son it. of mine. No son of mine. Uh, Another day in paradise. 
Oh, Jesus, he knows me. And he knows. I like that song. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot. He did a grip. Abacab. These are things these people do. So we're just setting this up, okay, ladies and gentlemen? So when we're we're struggling with it, this is why. You can't count Phil out just like instantaneously. No, I'm no. not saying you did, no, no, no. but you can't. I'm saying, I'm saying we are setting up what each of these people have done. Michael Jackson, King of Pop. I mean, come on. What are we talking about? Jackson 5. Now, we, that's the thing. He has the Jackson 5. With him, go, okay, with him goes Jackson 5. With him goes The Wiz. With him goes Thriller. With him goes Off the Wall. With him goes Bad. These things are gone. <laughs> so with him goes some of Quincy. Dangerous. Even dangerous. And with him goes some of Quincy Jones's production. With him goes. Captain EO. Got to count it. With him goes the bad tour, the tour that changed tours. That live instrumentation with Greg Fillingaines, gee, what are we talking? Ricky Lawson, what are we talking? Cheryl Crow, with that opening that was like, come on, what are we talking about? Okay, he's the movie. This is it, which you refuse to watch. I won't. I can't do it. I can't. I'm not. I'm still not there yet. Um, groundbreaking thriller video, dude. So we have. I mean, I got with him. You you we're listing his. He's. He's going to be in the finals. Well, I mean, can we be real? Yeah. He's going to be it. I think so, too. <laughs> let's, just, let's, just <laughs> be, so let's just be completely honest here. He's I have to it. agree with you. All right, now, but that leaves us with some monstrosities. The first one to leave, first of all, people, the first one to leave doesn't deserve to leave. Let's just get that off the jump. It, what we're going to do to him is not okay, regardless of who we choose. What if we go by number of hits? It's still not fair. Because remember, some people just don't get it. They don't get what they're listening to. It's that good. Because remember, Bohemian Rhapsody was an okay hit at the time, then a monster when uh, Wayne's World came out. That's true. Don't Stop Me Now. Another One Bites the Dust. Under Pressure. I mean, it goes on and on. We Will Rock You. Play the game. Somebody to Love. Play the game. Fat Bottom Girls. Dude. Lazing on a Sunday afternoon, Seaside Rendezvous. All right, so here's what we're going to say. I think that we need to square up George Michael against Phil Collins. That's where we have to start. Another beast. Let's just go to George Michael. He writes Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. He writes Last Christmas. <laughs> but, dude, he wrote a catchy song. I know. I know he all the words. Everything she, everything she wants. <laughs> Freedom. Both freedoms. I'm saying from Wham. Just from Wham. Okay, freedom. Is freedom from Wham? I don't want your freedom. Oh, that's true. I'm thinking freedom. Okay. Do you like freedom? Which one? The one I just did? Yeah. Eh. I wasn't a huge Wham fan. I didn't hate them. Okay. You know, that's what he starts. That's the intro to Faith. Yes, I did know Pretty that. Pretty dope. All right, so. Everything she wants. That's a great song, dude. And just for you, Shannon, we'll include Wham rap. <laughs> everything she wants I think is, that we should actually take points away for Wham Rap everything she wants is such a great microcosm of a lot of relationships other than the evil yes. thing he said about he's like I don't want a baby that's mean but it's know. real though um, so we're going and Phil Collins has just as you listed a string of monster hits with Genesis and Solo Genesis goes away I'm not so tripped about that a lot of people are though Steve a lot yeah but he, it won't technically go away because it's a double negative. Peter Gabriel was there. That's true. But all of the hits from Genesis that are Phil Collins related go away. A lot of people love Peter Gabriel first. 
I've, I've, at least that's what I've seen. They think that Peter Gabriel's Genesis is just amazing. I do not. <laughs> I am not one of those people, but apparently it was a big thing. I prefer Phil, but yes, I see your point. Um, so that's a plus. It doesn't go away. Just his section goes away. Fair enough. With I Can't Dance. I do like that song. Land of Confusion. Remember that video? Yes, that was crazy. Against All Odds, Don't Catch Me in a Car singing that damn song. Dude, listen. Oh, man. I think, personally, I'm keeping <laughs> Phil. I get it, but nothing makes me, nothing Phil has done makes me feel the way Father Figure does. It's not about how you feel. Yes, it is. It no, totally it's not. is. It's because the only reason you like Phil is because you like his songs. That means you feel something to like his songs. No, they're just hits. I'm talking about hits. But I'm saying you wouldn't mention hits that are like songs you don't like, right? Do you like Phil Collins' hits? Not all of them. But you say, but we're, remember we said we're not counting hits. For, remember for like Def Leppard? You're like, we're not going to do album sales because it's well, just. No, I'm not talking about album sales. I'm just talking about songs that hits. are. Yeah, but songs that stick in your head. Songs that you're oh. familiar with. Well, that's, well, that's all of, that's what I'm saying. I, I have all of. And the only way these songs are getting into my head is radio play exactly, or MTV, which is hits. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, but it's, they're out there. I yeah. could name more songs personally that I are, am more familiar with by Phil Collins than I could wham. Totally. Or excuse me, George Michael. But here's the thing. Just because I'm familiar with the song does not mean I could live without it. We keep changing the rules of this game, but that's okay. No, I'm saying we have to, the original rule was songs that they're like, remember his whole catalog goes. It wasn't of, it wasn't a, who has the most hits? It's a, the cat, the, are you okay with those hits going and everything he was involved with going and you're listing songs and you have to look at those hits and say, am I okay with them not existing? There's a lot I'm not okay with Steve. That's totally understandable. Am I okay with faith not existing and wham not existing? Oof. And freedom 90 not existing. <laughs> Father figure. Not existing. Not existing. Well, I guess it would be. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's hard, man. Jesus Christ. I totally appreciate George Michael. Monkey. Why can't you do? Oh, man. Oh, and then he does the freaking big band song. Kissing a fool. Oh, wait a minute. Remake of don't let just don't, don't, uh, don't, don't let, let the sun go oh, down. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I knew you'd be waiting for me with Aretha Franklin. Not familiar. Knew you'd be waiting for me. I did it. Oh, knew you. Yeah. When yeah, the valley yeah. was low. That was a yeah, great yeah, yeah. song. That's right. I forgot he was in that. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. Make a decision, Steve. We got to wrap this one up. Yeah, we do. Um. Okay. All right. All right. I'm. I'm. I'm taking. I'm taking George Michael. Okay. You're taking Phil. All right. Let's do it. I guess we can't agree on this one. We're just gonna give our own. All right. So now. Now for you, it's Phil versus Freddie. Phil versus Freddie. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to take it. It's, it's a no brainer. I got to take Freddie and Freddie will get trumped by Michael. And that's how it's going to go down for me. Michael that's, wins. You, what do you think is going to go down for me? It's going to be Michael wins, but I, I know, think it's going to be between, between George Michael and Freddie Mercury. I think you're going to pick George Michael, but I also think you could totally pick queen. I'm picking Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Freddie Mercury, not queen. I don't think it's close. I don't think Freddie Mercury is close to either one of those people. I agree. He is a lap around all of them. So that was easy. It falls into place. You already know. You you put Michael up there. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> we, I mean, I should have put Prince up there. Oh, that's what I should have done. 
Should have took out Phil and put Ooh. Prince. Is is Freddie beating Prince? Oh, that's a game changer. Uh. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, damn. That one is a serious one. That's the thing I've seen the man perform. Oh, with musicology. But let's just say oh. we were going, what if we were just going hits on that one? Freddie wins. With hits? I think so. I don't think he wins. But the with thing hits. is, Prince against a band. That's the thing. Like if what? we were just going to take Freddie Mercury the person, Prince I, wins. I think Prince and the Revolution have more hits than Freddie does. Fred, uh, than Queen. No Queen. Freddie was never as big. But I'm saying never be that big. with Queen, I think Prince and the Revolution has more hits than Queen does. With 1999, Purple Rain, I think they actually do have more hits. You're probably right. Um, but that doesn't count. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> every time I think Prince wins, I think of other songs. I instantly want to pick Prince. But you can't really fuck with Freddie Mercury. Dude, his background vocal arrangements. Uh-huh. Open your oh Jesus! But think about Prince playing all the instruments on his album oh, a lot of times. Don't, dude, don't. Okay, we might have to table this for now. I have to get a good week to actually because we'll this come is back not, to that one. Yeah, we can't really because we got to also, dude. I'm thinking. I mean, something as small as freaking, um, you got the look. <laughs> yeah, and he's got three movies. I'm not saying they're good, but he's got three of them. Gee, Alphabet Street. <sighs> Mm-hmm. We'll come back to this one. Dan, what did you do? What have you done? <laughs> That's not me, man. It's these guys. But it's impossible. We're going to have to make a decision next, next week. week. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to make a decision. We're going to tell you who wins, Prince or Freddie Mercury. Well, then does does Freddie, does Prince have a Bohemian Rhapsody? He tried to with three chains of gold, but it wasn't good. No one has a Bohemian Rhapsody. That That's something itself, to consider. That's something to consider, bro. Mm-hmm. And he did it in a time where was that supposed to exist? That song should not have existed at that time because they, I mean, it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous idea to do an opera. Ah! Anyway, let's go. <laughs> let's move. Next week for this one. Next Damn week for sure. All right. You want to take right. us out? Yeah. 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 I love you guys. You hurt my feelings because now I'm going to have to think about this for a week and it's very difficult. Send in your opinions, Freddie versus Prince in the community. Uh, I would recommend doing it in the private community. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not Freddie Prince. Freddie versus Prince. Freddie Prince is a whole different person. Freddie oh. Prince Jr., he don't count either. My name is Dan Ramirez, guys. Thanks for listening. It's been an interesting show. It's been an interesting day, Steve, actually. You guys take care of yourselves, all right? On top of that, be good to yourselves, too, because that's important. Be good to the people around you. Peace. <laughs>